0: You cut off Watto's wings, he's rolling around on the ground, it's a totally terrible scene. (laughs) Maybe this will teach you not to have slaves. Bam! And he (laughs) kills him, and he just takes the slaves. You're listening to the Story Geeks Podcast, produced by the Reclamation Society. Welcome to the Story Geeks Podcast, I'm Daryl. I'm Jay. And today, we are going to make The Phantom Menace better. Which
1: could be an incredible challenge, (laughs) whatever your perspective is. Maybe you love the heck out of this movie and you think it's already perfect. Or you look at the challenge of making this movie better as kind of a train wreck and you're like, where do I start? This is very true.
0: But in either case, we've
1: got rules. So walk us through the
0: rules. We do have rules. So... Primarily, when we talk about making it better, it's all going to be storytelling-based, um, things that we do to the story to make it better. So, for example, you can't change the title, you can't... Although we did in our Batman v Superman, we kind of changed the title. Um, you changed the title. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it's not, in other words, it's not about like saying like we need a new director, like get rid of George Lucas, bring in somebody else. Like That's not the point of this. The point is to actually take a story and make the story have better plot points, make the story have better motivation for the characters, improve the character journeys, the character arcs, etc., arcs, etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This so one, basically
1: ha- the most obvious things that people blame for this being a bad movie, we can't do anything about it. <laughs>
0: That's right. You can't recast anybody. Right. right? We so, can't get a new director. Yeah, the one rule we have for this film, in addition to all those rules, <laughs> is that we cannot remove Jar Jar Binks. Because it'd be too easy. It'd be too easy, yeah. Because you could instantly... We have to deal with the deep doo-doo that is Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> we have to allow that to, uh, to take place. So uh, we're just going to have three things that we can change to the story to make it better. Um, and at the end of it, we're going to pick which one of those three things that we mentioned uh, we kind of resonate with. Yeah, I actually have a, f- a fourth bonus one this time around, too. Okay. Because I can't stick to three. <laughs> I must break the rules. Yeah, but
1: if, if we'd chosen four, you wouldn't have been able to stick to that either. No, I'd have gone with five. It's like when we have our one to ten scales, <laughs> you can't just pick a whole number. You have to do like yeah, 7.75, 8.135. Uh, 8. 8. <laughs> Rebel without a cause over here. You're just, you're too specific for I, the rest of us, I I know, it's
0: terrible. It's yeah. terrible. Well, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Okay.
1: Sure, yeah, I'll start. My first one is very simple and at first it might feel like a throwaway answer but yeah. i think it would make a huge 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 difference okay make anakin and padme yeah the same age <laughs> <laughs> cuz yeah. let's admit it it's creepy it is kind of creepy yeah it's creepy she's like <laughs> I, I don't even want to say cuz i don't like the
0: word but she's she's well, I was going to say pedophile, but she's she's <laughs> yeah. it's uh, creepy. It is you know? creepy. Although it's, although I don't think that the, in this film she has any specific love for him. I though. know.
1: It kind of it comes more in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Which we could also call Attack of the Crappy Love Story, but <laughs> I think if you just make them the same age, yeah, then a whole lot of it makes more sense. Yeah. Like the fact that they even have a journey together. That's true. Makes more sense. That's true. You know, and you start off with Anakin being a little bit older. Yeah. You know, so, and I'm not specifically saying, you know, don't put Jake Lloyd in the movie recast, (laughs) but I guess that might be a fallout of this choice, but, yeah, but not for the sake of recasting, for the sake of the characters being on a more even playing field.
0: Sure. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. I think, you get more of the love story in the second one but even in the second one that transitions awkward yeah because he says I haven't been able to stop thinking about her you know he's like dude you were 10 yeah or no I mean you were eight or seven or I don't know how old he was in the first one but he's very young
1: yeah and there's no it's it it feels like a movie about a guy that fell in love with his babysitter And dragged her down to his level of immaturity. I mean, like, that's what the whole prequel trilogy feels I like I think to that's me. what's
0: on the, the DVD cover box. It should it's be. What it says. It should be. Because... <laughs> falls in love with Babysitter. <laughs> yeah. Does a pod race. <laughs> because look at the her... I know.
1: Because look at her at the beginning. Like, she's this... She's a queen. And she's this regal... Granted, she's a young queen. But she right. is a queen. And she's this regal character that everybody looks up to. Yeah. And then you bring in... This little 10-year-old kid who's in love, or however old he's supposed to be, (laughs) who is in love with her. Yeah. And already that's problematic because we know that this prequel trilogy, even from the first movie, we know this is about Anakin. Right. And you're already starting him off as this like lovesick little kid. Yeah. And which sort of puts all of the other characters above him. Yes, as far as importance and gravity and stuff like that, right. which I get in the first movie, Qui Gon and Obi Wan, they're supposed to be up there. That's fine. Yeah, but you're putting Padme up there too. Right. Which is not is not necessarily too problematic in that movie, but when you get into it later, their love story makes absolutely no sense because he's still just this whiny, selfish kid. Right. And all she's doing is reducing herself down to his level. He's not learning anything from her. She's just suffering from being in a relationship with him. Yeah. Which makes his character look stupid and (laughs) takes away the qualities that we like about her character. Right. And it sort of makes Anakin unlikable from the get-go. Yes. Which is a problem for the rest of the
0: trilogy. That's true. So... That's my first one. Make them the same age already. Yeah, it didn't even come up for me, but I can totally see why that would help yeah. the story for sure. Um so my number three is I actually just switched them because I had this number two and number three, but I think I'm gonna do this for number three is I think you gotta get rid of the mini <laughs> I
1: can't believe I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well and here's why. Here's why I'm so why.
1: ashamed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number one
0: <laughs> <laughs> podcast over. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Midi-chlorians, I don't think were meant to be as offensive as they've become, right? And I don't think George Lucas set out, I don't think he thought to himself, cuz let's face it, it does not do what a lot of people thought it did in the, when they first saw it. Yeah. Cuz what a lot of people thought was happening, including myself, was that George was basically saying like yeah, uh, uh, I'm really, I'm really tired of all this uh, spirituality stuff. I'm just going to take that out and make it science. You know what I mean? Like that's what I thought it was. That was that was a really bad George Lucas impersonation, by the way. But um,
1: <laughs> no, the impersonation was fine. It's uh, <laughs> it's more about the face you made while you were doing the voice, yeah. which nobody will ever get to see. But no. it was we, good.
0: <laughs> we should have been filming it. Um, yeah, it's like he, it's like he. I feel like what what George was trying to do was he was trying to say. I want to prove to everyone that Anakin is so different, and it's not enough to say that oh the Force is strong with this one. Like we actually have to say like his midi chlorian count, yes, is very high, which She's doesn't little make little glowy bugs in his <laughs> blood. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I think so. I think that uh, the intention there was just to kind of showcase Anakin's power, but let's face it, that just took over. Like, that became a thing.
1: Yeah, well, it undermined what the Force was in the original trilogy. Yeah. Like, you're right. He probably didn't mean it. Well, because... He probably didn't mean to say that the Force is biological. It's not, it's not metaphysical I don't think and did. all this stuff. But that's how people took it. Exactly.
0: That's how people took it. And I think... so. So, I think what it did was... The reason why we had to remove them from the story is because it took this thing that had been mysterious but that we all knew was flowing through us and it said like uh well you know that there's um, a he still this is a really terrible george Can't Lucas. look at you while you're doing that <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing it really badly too sometimes i can do it well this is not one of the times um he, he, he i feel like he was just trying like he he made everyone think about this in a scientific way he was yeah. not trying to do that yeah and what it, what everyone's kind of reaction was was kind of like Oh man, like it's these little like creatures that live in him that make yeah. him strong. It's like no those just kind of Allow him to feel the force but the force is sti- still a spiritual thing. Yeah, but why introduce it at all? It I doesn't know. make any sense yeah, and then no, it distracts it from the actual message. It doesn't so I'd, I'd remove midichlorians That's my number three.
1: Yeah, I can definitely get behind that and like I said, I'm ashamed. I didn't think of it <laughs> What's your number two? Um. So my number two is a uh, it's actually I would say that this is my argument for the first half of the entire prequel trilogy like this movie Ooh. and the first half of Attack of the Clones Okay but get rid of all the trade negotiation junk <laughs> Yeah 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 you know cuz it's it's not interesting <laughs> It's, it's not, not an exciting premise <laughs> for a movie let alone three movies <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> like I don't you know, I I understand that the original trilogy is clearly set amongst the ashes of something. Right. You know, and there you can tell that there's a political structure and there's a society that used to exist that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And so I get why you would want to f- showcase that in your prequel. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah but lay off of it like it's just so (laughs) heavy-handed and it's the whole motivation for for Palpatine to do what he does and it's his you know his whole playing both sides and and sort of being this dark force underneath everything right which when you stop and think about it is cool but when you're watching the movie I at least when I'm watching the movie I don't get it at all yeah like, it doesn't come across at all. It just right. comes across as this boring stuff. Yeah. And so, for me, conceptually, what I would do otherwise is don't make it about trade negotiations. Don't make it about politics. Yeah. Have that as a backdrop, sure. sure. Have the society as a backdrop so we see that. But I would rather it be, um, you know, Darth Sidious and Darth Maul are working together to try and eliminate the Jedi. Mm. And the way they want to do that is find somebody that they can manipulate from day one, Anakin, who they can raise up to get into the Jedi Council and tear it down from within. That, to me, is a much more menacing, a much darker plan that could still take us along the same arc. You still get Anakin's transformation. You get the demantling of... The Jedi Council. Mm -hmm. We still get Mace Windu. We get Yoda. We get all of that stuff. Yeah.
0: But the motivation
1: is just better,
0: I think. This whole time I've been trying to think of a line I can do an impersonation of the stupid (laughs) Trade Federation, the (laughs) Viceroy. Oh, yeah. But I I cannot think of any. It's a terrible, it's a terrible accent that they give that guy. Wow. It's very, it's like, you know, that they called this movie when it came out. I don't know if the people listening to this movie who, or listening to this podcast, who, when this movie came out, if you were like a little kid, you might not have picked up on this, uh-huh. but they actually called this movie The Racial Menace.
1: It seems very racist. It does. It's just not clear who they're trying to offend. <laughs> I
0: know. It's well, like universally well, clearly racist. clearly people from the Caribbean with Jar Jar, sure. <laughs> but other than that, like, <laughs> yeah, we're not really sure. Um, <laughs> so true. Anyways, uh, I won't make the podcast offensive by doing that impersonation, but... um. Okay, so I'm glad you said that, because my number two is basically the same thing. Okay. I, my tweak to it is a little different than your tweak to it, though I think that they can actually fit together. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> I think to a certain extent, George is trying to showcase how a free society will allow fascism to take over mm. that's kind of like what he's trying to explore he's uh-huh. trying to explore that topic in fact I would tell you that in that regard this movie is a little bit ahead of its time because he's exploring that topic in a way that I think is really 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 important to us as a country right now mm-hmm but he explored it like you know whatever it was 20 years ago or something. yeah um, or almost 20 years ago the the problem with it is as like you said it's just not interesting yeah. it's just super boring yeah So my change to it is that I would actually have encouraged him to mirror, um, the Nazi party rise to power in Germany. Mm -hmm. So in that context, what you're seeing is a country after world war one that had massive sanctions applied to them because of what they had been doing. Um, that really was in their minds in the minds of these people forced to become ultra nationalistic. Yeah, and become socialists because their economy was so bad and they needed an escape from that. Like their economy was terrible. And the whole point of the Nazi party was Hitler coming to power and saying like, well, you know whose fault it is. It's not ours. Mm -hmm. And then blaming everybody else, particularly the Jews, and then using that as a as a starting point to start a fascist dictatorship. Yeah. Now, that is a fascinating story.
1: And that's kind of the vibe you get from the First Order in The Force Awakens. Exactly. And it exactly. works really well. And it works great. Yeah. But
0: instead, George kind of tried to get to fascist dictatorship, but through like really weird trade negotiations. I mean, let's face <laughs> it, like Germany did have sanctions applied to them. So yeah. there are some trade negotiation kind yeah. of issues there. But that's not what makes that story so disturbing and, and compelling at the same time, yeah. it's a different thing. So I would have hoped that George could have taken sort of more of the Nazi party rise to power. Then when we see Palpatine, maybe he's, you know, I, I didn't really get this far into my exploration, but maybe he's playing less of both sides mm-hmm. and just being totally false to one party and being all in with the other party. Yeah. Because let's face it, like the basic storyline is Palpatine is the leader of two factions. He's leading both of them. Yeah. And then he just basically decides to obliterate one of them. Yeah. <laughs> based on the fact that he prefers the other one. Yeah. So, yeah. And it just it just doesn't work.
1: It doesn't. And it takes the focus away from what I think the focus should have been on, which is what the focus of Star Wars should always be on to a majority degree, I think. Yeah. Which is the dark side versus the light side. Yes whether that's specifically about the force or whether it's about somebody's internal struggle or whatever it may be. Yeah. It took the focus away from that completely and made it this political drama. Yep. And so I think if we just take that away, like, yeah, we could totally have the Nazi angle. Yeah. But, and if it's of, if it's an approach of, Their goal is to see. I sort of saw it as if their goal could be to remove the Jedi because the Jedi are the greatest obstacle to the ultimate rise of the Empire. Yeah, you know.
0: Well, in okay. So hopefully, this is not your number one point, but to the extent to which my number
1: one point is much
0: more personal. Okay. Yeah. So to the extent to which he's playing with the Jedi being this prideful force that has overextended itself. Yeah. And is now a political power yeah. as opposed to. That could have been played with way better or not at all. Yeah, well, I actually <laughs> kind of like it. I think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of See, here's the thing. I think that there are a lot of good ideas in yeah. the prequels. I just think that the execution on those ideas leaves a lot to be desired.
1: I think if he's going to play with that, he shouldn't have played with it so holistically. Mm. Because he basically made the entire council that way; they were all that way. That's a great point. And Yoda, maybe a little lesser degree. Yeah, it would have been better if there was a faction. Yes, that was that way, and it created a conflict within. The I get behind order, that. Yeah,
0: I can get behind that for sure. Yeah, I
1: like that. All yeah. right, so what's your number one? So my number one is on a much more personal level. Okay. Um, I always try to think about who do I think is the best character. In the prequel trilogy yeah and I know George's hope would probably be that you would say Anakin but I just can't find that to be true <laughs> yeah um, if I take performances out of it and bad directing and stuff like that and just really really think about the characters yeah I think the best character is Obi-Wan yeah for me but Some
0: people might argue Qui-Gon but yeah yeah. Obi-Wan's right well, there.
1: Quigon's a part of it. So here's what I'm thinking. Okay. Um I basically want a, a better journey of Anakin and Obi-Wan. Because the way they have it set up, like Obi-Wan sort of took Anakin on, yeah. At, at, in Qui-Gon's stead, right? Even though they didn't the council didn't want him to train him. Right. And but that conflict and stuff like that kind of goes away by the time you get to Attack of the Clones. Yeah. I guess we're making the whole prequel trilogy better here. We're supposed to be on Phantom <laughs> Menace, but yeah. I'll get back to that. But their whole journey, it sort of gets into this gray area where which one of them is actually more off base. Like uh, is Anakin right. off base or is Obi-Wan off base? You yep. know, at sometimes it goes back and forth. kind of hard to tell. Yeah. You know, Obi-Wan seems just as arrogant as Anakin. Anakin is selfish at right. certain points. Right. So, going back to Phantom Menace, what I would change is there's a few things that intertwine. So, first of all, Darth Maul would have a much bigger presence. Okay. And he would actually kill Qui-Gon earlier in the movie. All right. Which hurts a little bit because Liam Neeson is one of the best things in that movie. But he would kill him a little bit earlier. Okay. Thus instilling a desire for revenge in Anakin's in uh, Obi-Wan's heart Ooh, okay and so Obi-Wan now has it in for Darth Maul got it and pretty unabashedly like we want to see that in the movie yeah we want to see a couple more fights between them where he's really just trying to get at him and yeah. kill him and he's sort of lost his Jedi principles right and we want to even flirt with the possibility that Obi-Wan could start that journey towards the dark side
0: because we never really see that. Yeah. The only time time we ever see that is in that brief scene after Qui Gon has been killed. Yeah. He kind of like lets anger take over for a minute there. Yeah. But you're right. Like. He, and then how does that get resolved? The rest of his journey, he, he doesn't Darth really. and that's it. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't and really. He was a
1: really cool villain who could have come back and done more stuff. he yeah. does in Rebels, I know, but um, so it's kind of like he gets his revenge and then yeah. everything's okay. Right. And they don't talk about that anymore. Right. So I wanted to make that deeper and for the point of so that it's in place so that when you get to attack of the clones and Qui-Gon is gone and Obi-Wan has wrestled with this revenge issue and sort of come back from it and not let it not let it engulf him yeah and Darth Maul is still alive I want him to live through Phantom Menace yep um, so that when we get to Attack of the Clones and Anakin's mother is killed and he starts going down that journey, yeah, then Obi-Wan sees what he has to do and what he has to be and why it's so hard for him to keep Anakin on the right path and why ultimately it doesn't work out. Yeah.
0: So. You know, it's, it occurs to me as you talk about that, that like, prior to the... The prequel trilogy—the only film franchise that I can think of at that time mm-hmm. that had gone beyond trilogies was really like James Bond.
1: Yeah, which were never connected.
0: Right, which were never connected, and I we mean, ne- maybe
1: once once in a while, but really, <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't um, really much of a thing. Uh, Sam, I can't think I can't think of the director's name.
0: Oh, Sam right. Mendes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the first one to really come along and. Connect, connect them, them. Yeah. yeah so it occurs to me that like I'm not even sure that George had thought about the fact that like oh I don't need to just make three films like I could make ten more films if I wanted to yeah. what you're talking about exploring would have taken more than three films because you are what you're almost getting at is like Obi-Wan becomes the main character of this trilogy or and then we have the an Anakin movie. trilogy coming on the backside of that
1: I mean I don't think you need that many movies yeah but I think if they were willing to let him be the main character of the first movie. Sure. So that, you know, the Anakin stuff made sense later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't. Like, it's just kind of a awkward <laughs> mentor-mentee relationship, and they're kind of crappy to each other. and
0: There's not even that much interaction between Obi-Wan and yeah. Anakin in the first film. Yeah in this film. So, okay. So, uh, my number four, that's not, not, I'm not allowed to have cause we only have three, <laughs> yeah. um, was to not kill off Darth Maul. I think that that's yeah. a really good idea because there's technically so that the only through the only villain that we see throughout the trilogy is Darth Sidious is yeah. Palpatine.
1: Yeah.
0: But why did we need to switch between because uh, literally we go from Darth <laughs> Maul to uh I can't why can't I think of his name? Count Dufu Christopher Lee. Count Dufu, yeah, Count Dufu. Count Dufu. Um Count Duku. <laughs> <Doofu. laughs> Count Duku and then General Grievous. It's like come Which is on. A joke. Yeah. He should have just given Grievous, us Darth Maul so. that whole time. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's my like honorable mention one. Um, my number 1.
1: And then you could have played with I mean, this again maybe more movies, but you could have played with Darth Vader and Darth Maul having a conflict between oh, the two of them. Oh, totally. Yeah.
0: So, my number 1 is like I took it in a slightly different direction. So like you went with let's change the main character a little bit. Mm-hmm. I I kind of went with let's make the main character actually mean something. Mm. So, I think the way to do that And I think, well, okay, so first of all, I think you would have had to make The Phantom Menace at least as dark as Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Because it's kind of weird, anyways, because you're like, "Ah, I really want to make a film where a lot of 10 year olds can watch it. You know, then it's like, (laughs) but the third one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully they've aged, you know? Yeah. Um, Because the third one's crazy intense. But like, I I feel like what they should have done is in the first one, they should have meant. I meant they should have made slavery really mean something.
1: Yeah. That, yeah. That makes it, sense. Because
0: if they had, let's just say that they had made slavery really mean something, right? Like, first of all, the Jedi don't treat slavery with any sort of conviction that yeah. we would expect the Jedi to treat slavery with. So Qui-Gon shows up. Watto is like, yeah, you know, I got these two slaves and, um, He's kind of like, okay, well, I'll just like barter with you to get one of them. Yeah, like, dude has a lightsaber in his pocket. Yeah, chop off Watto's wings. Just save somebody. As Watto's like rolling around on the floor, not able to move,
1: (laughs) floating above the flooded house. Exactly. Just save him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you got Watto. You cut off Watto's wings. He's rolling around on the ground. It's totally terrible scene. (laughs) He's like, maybe this will teach you not to have slaves. And then, bam! Then he kills him and he just takes the slaves. But movie over. No. But no but like like so so uh... <laughs> you still laughing a <laughs> while.
1: No, I just I'm I'm juxtaposing that against how deadpan Liam Neeson is throughout that <laughs> whole movie. <laughs> exactly. Mind your surroundings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which he says that exact same line to Christian Bale in Batman Begins, and it's beautiful. Like, that proves how the direction in this movie is That's the problem. That's
0: true. I just think that Liam Neeson, if there's anyone who's going to train you in the ways of fighting and sword play, you want it to be Liam Neeson. Yeah. Um, but no, like if you made slavery really mean something to Anakin, I believe that it creates a through line, for all three films that that makes the consequences of of that devastating thing in his life. Unravel itself in a way that we understand better, because that's not his main motivation for what he does. Mm What his main motivation for what he does is really his mom's death. Right? I don't think that that is. It's much better. I think if he is as someone who is enslaved, trying to heal the galaxy, but by trying to heal the galaxy, he becomes a fascist. Yeah. So for example, we see this in culture, right? This is so we, we don't in these in these make it better and in the hash it outs, so we don't always get deeper into things like we do in the in the dig deeper podcast. But just for a second, like if we assess some of what's going on in the world right now, mm-hmm it occurred to me that like there was this horrible situation that we were seeing particularly homosexual kids getting bullied. Mm. This is a terrible thing. Like nobody should be bullied like that. That's yeah. just super messed up. Right. Um, And then one of the things I thought was so fascinating was that as soon as we had some of the gay marriage laws become overturned, we saw the exact opposite happen. Whereas people were saying like, oh, well, I don't think there should be gay marriage. Those people started to get bullied. Yeah, and it was like the the people who. I don't mean that I don't think actually it was predominantly homosexual people, so I don't mean like the people getting bullied being homosexuals are now the bullies. I don't mean that because I don't think that was true. I think it was people who were trying to defend homosexuals then became the bullies. Yeah. But for the sake of that argument, what I'm trying to point out is you became the villain when society's majority perspective became equal to yours yeah so the thing that you complained about happening to you when you were the minority now you've become the majority and now you're using that same behavior back
1: yeah which maybe- just exhibits that there's no the end goal was never to reach any level of agreement to begin with the end goal is to be right Exactly. To throw exactly it in somebody's face.
0: Exactly. Well, and that's the, and that's the problem, right? Like a lot because of times looks, you
1: you would want to get to the point where it's like, "Oh, you heard me. You heard what I said." Exactly. Great. That's awesome.
0: Exactly. But
1: it never stops there.
0: Well, that, and that's the problem is that we I think too often times when we fight for something and we really care about it, when we achieve it, now cuz we what we, what have we done in order to get there, in order to fight that battle? Um, we then pit ourselves. We pi- we picture ourselves as heroes. Yeah. We picture whoever the other is as a villain. Yeah. And then when the tables turn, we find ourselves going, "Oh, the heroes won." The trick is not to then become a villain. Yeah. So I, now I'm not pretending that that's easy, and I'm not pretending like for the people who fought that battle and who feel like they were really re- rewarded and that yeah. and and the majority finally embraced their perspective.
1: Well, and as I'm thinking, it's even harder than you might think because put it on a small micro level. Yeah. If you, you know, if you're in a situation where you're driving and you accidentally do something, you cut somebody off. Yes. Or you do something that puts somebody else in danger. Yep. And they are just pissed. Yeah, right. And you feel terrible about it. Yeah. And then you can get to a point where it feels like well they I feel terrible about this you should understand that why are you getting so mad at me right yet when somebody does it to you exactly you get so mad about it exactly and then I've been in this situation where before because I, I get really upset when it comes to traffic stuff especially if my kids are in the car but I've been in the situation where somebody has cut me off and I've gotten mad about it and then maybe we stop at the same light or there's some opportunity for interaction Yeah. And they apologize. Yeah. And they're very apologetic and they realize they made a mistake and they're yeah. very cool about it. Yep. That's almost unsatisfying to me. Oh, is it really? Does that make sense? Yes. So you- that might be that same spirit where it's like, well, once you get on top, you can get addicted to it. And it's like you don't want you don't want to reach some sort yeah. of
0: agreement. You want to keep being right. Yeah, because let's face it, so so let's just take the scenario I was talking about. Like and, and I'm, I'm not this is not actually the point I'm bringing up in this specific topic is not to discuss what should have been, what decisions should have been made or shouldn't have been made. I'm not saying that. What I'm trying to articulate here is human nature. And when you go to fight a battle, not overstepping the bounds to become your own or to become a new enemy, become the villain is what I'm really talking about. here. And I think what happens is, is it's all about justice. So when you see injustice happening, homosexual, especially homosexual kids mm-hmm. getting bullied, that is injustice. Yeah. And what what the natural thing you want to do is say, well, those are villains. Therefore, I'm the vigilante. Mm-hmm. I didn't say vigilante. So that was <laughs> an improvement. I'm the vigilante.
1: We need a movie called vigilante <laughs> directed by Dennis Villanueva. <laughs> that,
0: that's my parody movie. I'm writing. Yeah. I'm writing it right now. Okay. Let me know. Um, It's not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar is the lead character. Oh, um, and it
1: stars you doing George Lucas's voice the whole time, <laughs> uh,
0: guys. I think we're gonna need more. I, I cannot do George <laughs> Lucas tonight. I apologize. No, but but I think that what happens is when we see this, in, it we see this in um, the world around us, is that to to fight for justice, but also not yourself become. Injust to 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 hold back like Batman does, yeah, and say, despite the fact that they're all killing, I'm not going to kill, yeah, not granted, I mean Batman's pretty violent so, yeah. so but but like Superman is a perfect example, right uh and Superman started out with like truth justice in the American way, meaning that he was holding himself to a high standard yeah. wherein he would not dip into what the villains were actually doing. Right. So to pull this back in, to pull it back into the the prequels, if we saw Anakin falter in that regard, mm-hmm. and now he becomes somebody who's seeking to create a society wherein slavery can never be a thing. And he's starting to become a villain because he's saying that like and, and it kinda happens anyways, but the motivations are not the same i think we need we would need to see slavery his slavery as the predominant reasoning behind why he goes down this path yeah and i don't think we see that and i think that that's that creates for us and we also it's also like we're we're, i think we're given too many fun things Mm -hmm. so when you say these two people are slaves and then you kind of downplay the importance of that And then you give us some fun things like, oh yeah, he gets to pod race. Yeah. Like he gets to do these things. Um, And I'm not complaining about the pod race. I think the pod racing is super cool. But What I'm saying is there's this tone thing. that seems like what is happening is without okay, without any other indication of what slavery means. We put our own cultural context about what that means onto it. Yeah. Because it hasn't been explained to us from a story standpoint. Right. And it sure looks bad. Right? Because they don't have any freedom. They're not able to do whatever they want to. Yeah. Wato controls their destiny. It's kind of hard not to put our cultural context on there. Yeah. And when we do that and then we're not given the implications of that the way that we think the implications should be, which is this is like one of the worst things human beings can do to one another. Yeah. It is very difficult to deal with that. Yeah. And I think if it had been done correctly, that would give us the impetus for his journey. In a and better it would way.
1: give you something to latch onto about him, exactly. A reason to like him. Yeah, exactly. Which we just don't get. There's no reason no. to like Anakin throughout the entire trilogy. <laughs> There's No <laughs> reason.
0: That's very true. He's just a brat the yeah. whole time. Yeah, and this happens with stories. Like I, I, I we're right. We're working on a story right now, um, and, it's, and it's taking us forever because we keep wanting it to be better. And um, I realized that the lead character was not that likable Mm. and it wasn't because of in my head he's very likable for lots of reasons yeah but what i realized was that in the story in the context of this story you didn't from page one go oh yeah this is a person i really want to root for now by the end of the story you might be like okay i'm sympathetic to him and stuff like that but he wasn't someone you were rooting for from page one yeah and um and it takes it takes a lot to get there. I mean, the story has been in the works for like years. I have actually had this story since probably like, Oh man, I don't know, 2012 or something. Mm -hmm. And I've released it in other formats. And it originally started out as a screenplay or a short film. But my whole point being sometimes as a writer or having people around you who are giving you feedback on stories, Mm -hmm. you need someone to say, uh, dude, this character is not (laughs) likable. Yeah. You know, and, um, and I agree with you. Like, I think that they were trying to make Anakin likeable. I think that's why he, he has the Padres scene. Like we're trying, we're trying to get to a place where Anakin is super likable, but man it is not easy to do. Like yeah. even just the fact that there's some lines that he's saying, like it's working, it's working. And you're just like, ah, oh, man, why does he, why does he, do? or like when he's, you know, this is a, this is a kid who is literally the most powerful force user in the galaxy yeah and he like flies into the hangar by mistake. <laughs> what does this button do? and it just starts blowing up ships Whoa. and stuff.
1: It's like Kevin Mcallister and
0: <laughs> <laughs> and see that, actually there's a good example. Kevin Mcallister was shown to be kind of a jerk and had to learn, yeah, he had to learn what the truth was, and by the way, for those of you who don't know what we're talking <laughs> about home alone. The kid from Home Alone. How do you not know who Kevin
1: McAllister
0: is? We may have some young listeners. Maybe. Kevin, you're such a disease. <laughs> les incompétents. <laughs> you're what the French call les <laughs> You want some pizza, Kevin? Get a plate. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's, just, that's one of my favorite Christmas movies, actually. No, but like, you know, like, so, so that's a great example, like Kevin started out as an unlikable character. Mm -hmm. And then we learned through his journey, like, Oh, family is really important. And I really need family in my life. And some people don't even have family think of how think of what I have that other people don't have. Yeah. And then him realizing coming to the realization that he was being a total jerk. Well, we we don't get that at all with Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. We just get sort of this kid we're supposed to like because he's good at pod racing. Yeah. And I think I think George probably overestimated the quote unquote cuteness of this kid. Like, Oh, I'll just put a cute kid out there and like everyone's going to like him. (laughs) 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 Profound statement. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's what we're left with. So, well, those are, those are our three things that we would change to make it better. Now, now we have to pick which ones of each other's we liked. Yeah. So, um, why don't you want to choose mine first when we choose yours first I mean I'll
1: choose yours first I okay. think I think um, making Anakin more like Kevin McAllister is just <laughs> the way to go yeah I like it <laughs>
0: <laughs> to sum up your number three. we oh we won I, I can't do an Obi-Wan impression. I am going to try it. I, I keep thinking every time I go to do a Star Wars impression that's not Yoda, because I feel pretty confident in my Yoda. Your Yoda's good. I go to do a Star Wars impersonation, and I think of the Blast Points guys, Jason and Gabe, and uh-huh. Jason does really good impressions, mm-hmm. and they're really funny. And he has a really funny Obi-Wan. <laughs> and uh, every time I go to do one, I think of that, and then I lose all sense of confidence, and it just comes out <laughs> terrible. But, yeah, no, that would be, that'd be but.
1: Cool. Yeah, I mean I'd I'd go with your third one cuz I think Yeah, I think giving us something to make us care about Anakin and make us be sympathetic towards him in any way. Yeah. would be a big improvement.
0: So give me yours again real quick just let's cover them real quick.
1: Um make Anakin and Padme the same age to oh, yeah. eliminate the creepiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of the trade negotiation stuff and replace it with a plot to take down the Jedi Council from within. Yeah. Or um uh, kill Qui-Gon Sooner, play up the revenge temptation in Obi-Wan, which then informs his relationship with Anakin later. Yeah.
0: I really like that one. Yeah. I think that was my favorite. I, I think the um, your second one uh, is really good. I think all, they're all really good, but the, the first one makes a lot of sense to me because I think you could basically... We both complained about the diplomatic disputes. Mm-hmm. So... Whichever route you take with that, um, you got to do something with it. Yeah. It just doesn't play. Yeah. Um, it's just boring. Yeah. And then your second one, I think, actually kind of goes along with the Clorian one. Yeah. Because to a certain extent, we could be saying, like, you made this about science and diplomacy, right? Like, yeah. you should have made it about Jedi and this, spirituality.
1: This is a movie, not a textbook. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: I uh, kind of wanted it to be both <laughs> i just hit the microphone stand and did it to another terrible impersonation of george lucas um hey, by the way have you seen the um
1: he would have hit the microphone stand though he would have screwed that up somehow <laughs> He'd so be wearing like, a flannel shirt yeah. too
0: next time i'll wear a flannel shirt during a podcast yeah do you, have you seen by the way anybody listening to the podcast have you seen the snl auditions for the force awakens
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> really funny i can't remember it though yeah and i can't remember what's the guy's name the guy who basically replaced Horatio Sands.
1: What's that dude's name? Bobby Moynihan?
0: Yes, Bobby Moynihan. Um, he does a really funny impersonation of George Lucas. You you will get me a Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that? Yeah. <laughs> also, the funniest of all is the John Mayer impersonation.
1: Oh my gosh, I have to go back and watch it. You have I to go watch that. it.
0: You have to go watch it. So, they like John Mayer, like, you know, scene, whatever. And I'm pretty sure it's Daisy Ridley that's standing there with him. And she says, uh, I don't know what she says. Something like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and he's carrying a guitar. And he goes, we got to use the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it is so go back and watch funny. Go watch it. Go watch it. The, the, the John Mayer impersonation is so funny. All right. Well. Nice. I would like to know what the people listening think of uh, R three and if there's any others that we're forgetting. Yeah. So write us an email, thestorygeeks um, at gmail.com. or you can go on to uh, the, our, the blog post on this podcast. so we po- we actually one of the things that we do is as soon as these podcasts are out on PodBean, we will actually go release them through the blog as well. In fact, if you don't have a listening app that you like to listen to, let's say you don't use Apple Podcasts or you don't use Podbean or whatever, you can actually go and listen to the podcast directly from our website. If you go to Reclamation Society slash blog, most of the blog posts are just posts of um, these podcasts. And the audio link is right there and you can play it right there as well.
1: Another thing, too, is let us know what movies you want to hear get made better.
0: Ooh, yes, please. If there's a a specific movie out there saying, like, hey, I'd like to hear these guys talk about it, and then I would really prefer not to hear Jay do impressions of it, then you just have to let us know. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be a
1: bad movie. It can be a good movie. It's true. Just about any movie can be better.
0: That's absolutely true. In fact, Um, one day, Daryl and I are going to do a Make It Better The Dark Knight
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say Back to the Future. Oh, well, most people regard it as a perfect too. movie.
0: That's great. Actually, we're going to be doing a, a dig deeper on Back to the Future yeah. in, a, in the next month or so.
1: I actually do have thoughts on making The Dark Knight better.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, then we're going to have to do... Well, like, um, I think his costume could be a different shade of gray. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We'll, we'll, we'll do that one. We should do that one.
0: <laughs> Recast Christian Bale with George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> All to right. Put
1: nipples on the suit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I really, uh, you know, something upsets me about Batman. Why doesn't he have nipples on his suit? <laughs> I
1: couldn't tell if you were actually going to say something if you're still in the bit. I don't know. <laughs>
0: no, I, I'm still in the bit. It's late. It's late. <laughs> it's late. I need to go to bed. That is it for today's podcast. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe. And if you have an extra minute, write us a review or share this episode with one of your geek friends. All right, fellow geeks. As always, question everything in your favorite stories and always seek the truth. We'll catch you on the next podcast.